All right, folks, welcome to another edition of Silver Screen Previews for March 25th, 2022. I'm Rob Martin, your host, and on the other side of the aisle, we welcome back returning co-host, Callie Cox. Welcome back, Callie. Hi, thank you so much for having me back. Excellent. Now, we're talking about The Lost City. The Lost City is rated PG-13. It's an action-adventure, and it's directed by the Knee Brothers, Aaron and Adam Knee, and it's in theater, uh, wide theater release starting today, March 25th. So, uh, Callie, I just wanted to ask you your opinion quickly on The Lost City. Yeah, I was so excited to see this movie. I kept seeing the trailers everywhere. Like, shout out to the marketing team. They went so hard on this. was a little skeptical going in just because I am not generally a huge fan of rom-coms, but I actually thought this sort of veered more into buddy comedy territory for a lot of it, which in my opinion, is more fun. Yeah, definitely a lot of physical humor, which I also thought was a great time. I always find it really interesting when they put two very well-known actors who have never worked together before together yes. on screen. Because <laughs> yeah. I think that there's, yeah, there's always this sort of risk of it being a power struggle almost, <laughs> like as in one person upstaging the other one. I didn't find that. In right. this film, I think that both Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum really know how to share a screen and really know when to take their moments and when to step back and let their co-star in, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the, like, sort of supporting characters, honestly, <laughs> like, made this movie. Devine Joy Randolph, who plays Beth, absolutely just, every time she's on screen, your focus is on her. She's wonderful. Bowen Yang is in, I think, one scene, maybe two, right. and is so funny. Uh, he's a Bowen Yang from SNL. is one of my favorite <laughs> SNL cast members. Definitely. He's great. I thought one thing that was interesting that the movie touched on a little bit is it touches a little bit on grief um, in a way that I think is really refreshing. Um, yes. You know, showing it in a light that often in movies – you know, grief is portrayed as someone just sobbing on the floor. And, you know, yes. sometimes it's not its not always that. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's something that's a little more under the surface and festering a little bit more, which, um, so I thought that was very interesting. Very true. Yeah, on the performances. And then on the production side, I thought the wardrobe department really did an excellent job in this movie. Yeah. I mean, just look at the trailer. Just oh, without look a at the trailer. Look at that sequin <laughs> jumpsuit. Um, but really did a nice job, like, supporting the story and creating these very fish out of water moments all right um, what did, what did you think characters. about daniel radcliffe <laughs> i thought he was so funny this was such an interesting role i mean obviously like i hate to be a cliche but like the thing that i know him the best from is harry potter um well, and you know not that i have yeah not that he hasn't done many other things um one of his real strengths i think as an actor was taking that role and just going no and, uh, <laughs> you know, really branching his career out after he did that. But no, I thought he was so funny. I thought he's a very interesting villain character. Very um, true. Very true. Now, yeah. for everybody that doesn't know anything about this film or what we're talking about, let me just give you a little bit of the synopsis. A reclusive romance novelist on a book tour with her cover model, model, gets swept up in a kidnapping attempt that lands them both in a cutthroat jungle adventure. Many people, uh, Callie Cox, will say, oh, uh, you know what? We've seen this type of thing before, maybe, and obviously maybe a couple of weeks ago, on the mail end with, uh, what was the name of that, uh, not Castaway, uh, the movie with uh, with Tom Holland. Uh, D- Depart- Uncharted. Uncharted. I was going to say the Departed, not wrong movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did, you say, did you see any kind of similarities between those two films there, Callie? I definitely, I mean, they're both action 
comedy. So that being said, I mean, in terms of story, this film is not super unique, I wouldn't say. And I definitely think there's a lot of cheese factor. Um, But the thing that really, it it was one of the things I really enjoyed about it, honestly. Um, You know, it was just a fun night at the theater. (laughs) Like, I just had a a great time with it. Sometimes you want to think and sometimes you want to watch two people, people struggle bus it through the jungle. Final verdict. Final verdict, this movie, like I said, was a fun night at the theater for me, so it was a thumbs up for me. All right, thumbs up from Kelly Cox on The Lost City. Look, I thought this was just great fun, good mindless fun. You cannot really go, I guess, array or in a bad direction when you have Sandra Bullock with her great comedic legendary timing, and you have this uh, this Channing Tatum who has obviously developed a, a grant following after the whole Magic Mike film series, and he's going to do another one out as well coming up in the future. But the great thing, the great cog I think here is Daniel Radcliffe as the bad guy because without that, you do not have any kind of really, uh, you know, it's. Uh, strife in the in the plot of the story, so you have to have Daniel Radcliffe be as evil or as uh, as sit or as sadistic as possible in order for for the plot to work in the first place. Uh, <laughs> on top of that, I think that it tries a lot to be like romancing the stone back from the eighties, uh, that film series with Michael mm-hmm. Douglas. And I, I see a lot of comparisons to that. I say yes, okay, but the satire here works just as well, I thought, maybe as Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas here. Channing Tatum is underrated as an actor, I think, believe so. This feels very fresh uh, when you see it on the screen. Great humor, great satire. Uh, uh, and Bullock just does what she does as always. So, yeah. On this end, for me, it's very easy. Uh, this is a thumbs up and a good time at the movie theater for everybody for The Lost City. All right, let's move forward. Our next film on Silver Screen Previews is... The Mothering Sunday. Now, The Mothering Sunday is, let's see, do, 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 that's a rated R drama romance directed by uh, Eva Hewson. It's in theater release on a limited basis today. It stars Odessa Young, Josh O'Connell, uh, let's see, Connell Firth, and, of course, the great Olivia Coleman. A maid living in post-war World War uh, England secretly plans to meet with the man she loves before he leaves to marry another woman. So check this out. This is the, I believe, a clip. All right, so that's uh, Odessa Young and Josh O'Connor on uh, The Mothering Sunday, which is, I guess, starts out basically in the year uh, 1924. Okay, so just put that into perspective. Just uh, World War I has just ended, and we're getting started with the uh, the pronosis of this film. All right, Kelly Cox, what was your opinion on The Mothering Sunday? Well, we know I love a historical fiction piece, so I had really high hopes for this. Um, It started off a little bit slow for me, um, I think, in terms of them trying to establish the world and the characters. It got a little bit convoluted. They almost gave me a little bit too much information, so I wasn't quite sure what to hang on to. Um, I think this movie, unfortunately, fell trapped to something that can be a little bit of a a, kind of a, a common issue when you're dealing with historical fiction in that people sort of get swept up in the world and become a little overindulgent, kind of over-romanticize it and forget that no matter what time we're in or what world we're in, yes. we still have to create real people to really make it a compelling story and make people care. Yeah. I also think that they play around with the convention of time uh, in this film a bit, which I applaud, but unfortunately I don't think necessarily worked out for them. I found it a little bit, the way it was done, a little bit jarring. To say the least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, cinematography 
otherwise I thought it was fine. Um, and I think the actors did a fine job for what they were given. I would really like to see Odessa Young in a role that has a little bit more substance, frankly. Mm. Um, I think she did her absolute best to give some layers and some depth, um, but it just wasn't there for her, supported on the page necessarily. Another actor that stood out for me, um, it was her name, Patsy Farron, who plays Millie, which is a tiny role, but she's funny. She's very funny. I also think this role relies very heavily on nudity. There's quite a bit of it. (laughs) And I don't have a problem with nudity in film. Let me be very clear i don't if it supports the story and oftentimes it, it did in this one so i do not have a problem with it used as a convention i do think it they used it a little bit too much and they started to use it in moments that sort of took away from the story this is based on a book so maybe it was like a detail that was in the book um that maybe just they should have taken some artistic liberties with in the adaptation so i think as like overall a lot of the sort of issues i had with the film are maybe things that we're a little lost in translation from page to screen, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Final verdict on the, I guess, Mothering Sunday. Yes. So overall, like I said, book conventions to film didn't translate too well. So uh, unfortunately, this one was overall a thumbs down from me. Okay. There you go. Uh, case noted for Callie Cox, that is a thumbs down on Mothering Sunday, which is rated R. And it's a drama romance out in theaters on a limited basis, so check your local listings for times and, and places for that uh, movie, The Mothering Sunday. Look, I felt that this plot went nowhere, Callie. I honestly thought I was I was f- falling half asleep. Okay, I know Odessa, the center of this movie is Odessa Young, but do we have to see her naked? I don't have a problem with naked as well. I do not want to see her naked in almost... Every 10, 15 minutes. This is not a, you know, after midnight showing on Cinemax or, 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 or Showtime back in the day. No, this is, shouldn't be this case. I mean, it's just an excuse for her to be naked and to be banging this guy and then this other guy and then the other. What is going on here? Yeah. And on top of that, the underutilization of Olivia Coleman, who was an award, uh, Academy Award winning actress. Why did they decide to go this route? Olivia Coleman was f- uh, just horribly underused here i thought that the angle that they should have gone with was to try and and make olivia coleman more of a thorn on odessa young's side on on the character that she plays a jane uh fairchild that the character should have been more of a thorn on her side just try and keep her away from trying to have sex with these different guys that she finds out maybe like in the kitchen a scene like oh what is going on here I need to get to her attention. Uh, I need to threaten her uh, with Colin Firth to fire her from the job that she has as a maid. I don't know if that makes any sense, mm-hmm. right? Yes, this yeah. is a British film. Uh, Rob Forsyth is correct. Yes. So I just felt that they could have gone that angle instead of just permeating the nudity and the sex and, uh, you know, Jane Fairchild, uh, you know, uh, Odessa Young's character just keeps going on and on into these little things and sexual escapades. It's going nowhere. In the bottom end, I give this film a thumbs down because of that. Because if there's no substance to the sex, then I don't care. And I'm sure many other people will say, like, what am I watching here? Thank you yeah. for uh, Movie Stats for joining us on the show. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hello. Yes. Uh, Kelly Cox, any closing comments on uh, The Mothering Sunday? I just <clears> totally <throat> agree with you. Like, it just, it was like there was multiple movies in one that had nothing no. to do with each other. Um, and none of them were done satisfactorily in my opinion um, I, I yeah it did you're absolutely right it didn't really go anywhere i needed 
I needed a little bit more conflict. And it's a shame, too, because they have great costume, great lighting, uh, yeah. tremendous uh, execution and production values, and it just goes all to rot into nothing, unfortunately. All right, very good. Yeah. So we agreed to give that movie, Mothering Sunday, both a thumbs down. Okay, good. There we go. All right, let's move on. Our third and final movie tonight on Silver Screen Previews is You Are Not My Mother. Yeah, so this is a rated R horror drama directed by Kate Dolan. It's in theaters now on limited release basis today. Also on VOD, stars Hazel Dupe, Paul Reed, Carolyn Bracken, and Ingrid Craigie. In a North Dublin housing estate, Char's mother goes missing. Uh-oh. Uh, when she starts, uh, when she returns, Char is determined to uncover the truth of her disappearance and unearth a dark secret in her family. You gotta love how the kids just think that's a, like a like a Halloween prank. Oh, a crazy woman on the streets, just you know, in drab and all dirty and, and scaring kids. Oh, that's so much fun and scary. Oh, I love my Halloweens. <laughs> Callie Cox, all right, your opinion on you are not my mother. <laughs> yes. Well, this was. Kate Dolan's debut feature, uh, directorial feature, and I would definitely say it will not be her last. Um, she did an excellent job, in my opinion. Um, it really, right off the bat, the mood is set so well. The lighting's very drab. The costumes are very drab. You know exactly where you are. They do a nice job of concisely setting up the characters in a way that I understand their family dynamics. I understand who they all are, and I really care about them. And so by the time things pick up, I really don't want any harm to come to them at all um mm. which is really good mm. and i think that that is something that sometimes can lack a little bit in in the thriller genre and sometimes get sacrificed in yes. favor of you know yes. blood yeah, <laughs> um the three women that this film centers around are absolutely wonderful carolyn bracken as angela just <laughs> chilling her physicality yes what an acting challenge. Oh, like, yeah. Without a very, doubt. very, yeah. very, very impressed. You know, because this film is so rooted sort of in reality, uh, I found myself that after a certain point, I was just on the edge of my seat, even if there was, like, nothing happening. <laughs> like, it was lighthearted, and I was still like, I don't, tr- I don't, I, I don't trust it. I don't trust it. <laughs> you know, it touches on mental health in a way that is totally not stereotypical and totally not stigmatized which yeah. i really appreciated yes. um, you know you get family dynamics you get friendship um some of the lore maybe is not necessary i guess lore for lack of a better word right. is maybe not necessarily brand new but i do think this film does a nice job of touching on it um with kind of a fresh take so i didn't feel like i was watching something i'd watched before overall i was glued to the screen so it was a thumbs up from me uh, Callie Cox, did you also fall into? Well, this is, this is a point, a point in the story that happened uh, in the second act. So we're not giving anything away here; no clues at all. Uh, when? Oh, actually, it happens at the at the end of the first act, going into the second act. I'm talking about the scene where she she smashes her medications because obviously they give her drugs out of the problems that she had and was in the hospital. The doctor said, "Take these pills." Blah 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 blah. So she decides to take them out, smash them. And put it in her son's coffee. How wicked is that? Oh man, <laughs> that is that's like another level. Mm, like yes. that's and I think that is kind of illustrates the point I was making about it being sort of rooted in reality though, is that like it's not like this is a thriller that doesn't rely on gore at all. Like there's yes, you know good point. basically none. It's very mm-hmm. much like psychological and like almost everything in the movie could happen. 
Absolutely. Oh, definitely. And that's a great sign of, of, a, of a director. And in this case, uh, Kate Dolan and, and her directorial, I guess not directorial debut, but she, you know, women are not given a fair shake in the horror genre. And for Kate Dolan to put, put together a film like this, it's to her credit. Did you think, Callie Cox, at all that in this one, the, the character, the central character of Angela was not believable at all? I thought she was believable. What did you think? I totally, totally agree. I believed everything she did. Um, yeah, like I said, like, really, like, her her voice, her face, I mean, her eyes, cha- like, changed everything. Yes. Like, physically, like, it's in that clip that you showed, like, of her kind of walking <laughs> down the street. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah all, all of it, complete transformation, multiple different times. Like, I just... Yes, if there's one horror film I want you guys to check out in the first quarter of this year, this is the one. You are not my mother, folks. That's right. Go check this out because I do believe this will unnerve you. And that's the great thing about horror is when you find a film like that that's really digs deep underneath you that it will send a message to you, you know? Callie Cox, you gave this a thumbs up, correct? Two thumbs up. All right, I agree with her on this. Also, the fact that with the, the central character of of Hazel Dupay, played by, uh, yeah, Hazel Dupay, who plays Char, she also does a tremendous job on the fact that she plays along. She wants to try and protect her mother. She does not really believe that her mother is being possessed by a demon. And, yeah, it's just goes really really high level as far as uh you know tension goes so yeah big time credit to that and also to kate dolan yeah tremendous job directorial on you are not my mother callie (laughs) your audio went out uh so great excellent let's do a quick recap folks of the five films that we reviewed tonight on silver screen previews first of all uh, the Lost City with uh, Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, and uh, Daniel Radcliffe, and Brad Pitt. Callie, your quick comments on The Lost City. The comedy chemistry just through the roof. So grab some friends and get ready for a fun night at the theater. This one was a thumbs up for me. Excellent. I also gave it a thumbs up based on the chemistry between the two main leads. And just mindless fun is what you want in a movie theater. So this is, goes way above and beyond that. Just lose yourself in the Lost City. I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. A quick question here uh, from Rob Forsese. A question to both of you. What do you think is winning Best Picture on Sunday? I'm hoping for a CODA win. What do you think, Callie Cox? I definitely think CODA has a really, really good shot. I think Power of the Dog is definitely a contender as well. But I, I also am hoping for CODA. Excellent. Very good. I will not make my opinions known until Sunday, because, or else why have a show, right, Rob? You have to watch. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, by the way, programming note, yeah, it's at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Sunday. I will be on the air with uh, Leo Roman as we do our annual uh, Oscars show. So, yeah, you will find out our opinions on Best Picture in all 17 categories that I have posted right here on silverscreen.previews, the page. Look, look all the way down. You will find all 17 categories, and then we'll go through them each one by one in the two hours. All right, let's move forward. Our second film tonight was Mothering Sunday. Callie, your opinion on Mothering Sunday? The story on this film just really needed some streamlining, and unfortunately, I think that some of the conventions didn't translate that well from the novel to the screen. I also think it fell trapped to um, a pretty common issue with historical fiction, and it just overindulged in the world and forgot about the characters and 
forgot to make them real actual compelling people. So unfortunately, this one was a thumbs down from me. All right. Also a thumbs down for myself. I just thought that it was criminal that way they underused Olivia Coleman and the needless scantily clad uh, nude. I said scantily clad, just nude. Odessa Young just prancing around whenever nobody's home and just eating stuff, uh, eating breads, pizza. I don't know what the hell she was eating and just walking around the library. Yeah, I made no sense. Yeah, I mean she doesn't. Yeah, I mean she's very lovely, obviously, but she's you know it's not necessary. And you know why? No, not at all. If it doesn't serve the story, it doesn't need to be there because it takes away from when it does serve the story. If that makes sense, like yeah. yeah. And Josh O'Connor's naked too in this thing. Also, frontal nudity. uh, So, so just you guys don't know. Yes, both people are naked in this film. Yeah, not not a movie for the kids, obviously. All right, let's move on. Our third and final film for tonight was uh, You Are Not My Mother, Callie. Absolutely chilling. Some wonderful performances. Uh, Carolyn Bracken just blew me out of the water. Kate yeah. Dolan has absolutely crafted just a wonderful piece with compelling characters that you really, really feel for. And I can't wait to see more from her and all of the actors. So thumbs up from me. Also a thumbs up from my end. A tremendous uh, directorial effort here by Kate Dolan. It shows you women can direct horror films, people. Get your heads out of your butts. And on top of that, uh, just uh, tremendous acting by everybody involved. Uh, Hazel Dupay, Carolyn Bracken. Uh, Ingrid Craigie, who plays the aunt, also tremendous. Great story. Very scary. Very very unnerving. One of my top picks for the first quarter, uh, horror-wise, this year uh, in 2022. Callie, please do not ever let your mother grab you like the face in that poster. Oh, no, absolutely not. Get 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 that right out of here. <laughs> well, it looks pretty hairy to me there. That nice hand there. Nice yeah. hairy hand. <laughs> uh, clue something's wrong. Yeah, no, exactly. I just keep thinking to myself, my God, how, how horrible is that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is scary if you think about it, no? Uh, Callie Cox, uh, where can we catch you uh, in uh, Instagram land or in... Uh, tell us everything about your social media stuff right now going on. Tell us. Talk to us. Ah. Uh, I am at Callie J. Cox uh, here on Instagram. I'm over on Twitter, um, and I'm also on TikTok very sporadically. <laughs> very good. Excellent. All right, programming note. As I mentioned before, tomorrow night we are doing Splatter Vision. That's right, Splatter Vision, our monthly horror show right here on Silver Screen Previews. Check that out tomorrow at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Jackie Toop will be my new co-host on a Splatter Vision tomorrow, horror right here on Silver Screen Previews, and also on Sunday, our Oscars telecast starts off at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, with Leah Roman as we cover the Oscars, all 17 categories that mean a lot to you guys, right here also on Silver Screen Previews. So until then, from Callie Cox, I'm Rob Martin. Until next uh, show, which is tomorrow, the balcony is closed. Good night, everybody. Take care now. <laughs>